Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Thursday, so we have another episode of My Kind of Podcast for you. We're on Season 3, Episode 39. I'm okay, it's not my blood. In a dystopian wasteland of a future where shadows of desolation permeate, our band of heroes emerge, each one carrying scars of the past, yet fueled by a shared determination to survive against the encroaching walls of darkness. They are on a journey to unravel mystery shrouding their world and the flickering flames of memories that refuse to be extinguished. This is where the haves and have-nots collide, but it may be a price too heavy to pay. Dear reader, this is the wasteland. And in in here there's a mammoth ant companion, Titan, and he seemed restless, shifting his stance. The mammoth ant's antennas twitched more frequently, sensing something that our heroes couldn't. Leela noticed this and asked, What is it, Titan? Do you sense something? Is something wrong? But before anyone could react, a distant rumble filled the air. From the horizon, dust clouds billowed, hinting at the approaching group of a stampede of some kind. Sunshine quickly doused out the campfire and plunged their camp into near darkness, except for her gentle glow. Leela, her fingers sparked with with ready electricity and whispered, We need to hide. Jenny clutched a chain of her mystery box and responded, No, we need to be ready. No sooner than she had spoken, the figure emerged leading, leading, the, leading the horde. Atop a steel stallion gleamed in the moonlight. It was Rex, the cyber cowboy. His silhouette, both menacing and majestic, halted outside their camp, his crew tagging shortly behind. Rex dismounted his mechanical steed. His eyes glowed deep blue and seemed to widen like a child on Christmas when he saw Jenny's mystery box. That box has the answers that I've sought for a lifetime, and I want that box. Cowboy Rex's hat was tipped low, his eyes reflecting the stars above. Close on his heels was an old woman, Dr. L. Sterling, murmuring to no one in particular or to the wind. Her words were a soft litany, recounting tales of myths embedded in the soil beneath her feet. L was their keeper of stories. Her mind was a treasure trove of ancient knowledge, guiding them through the invisible tapestry of history and time. Dr. L. Sterling was a woman chiseled by time, wisdom, and countless adventures. Her, her silver hair, not indicative of age, but rather of experiences weathered, flowed down her shoulders like a waterfall in the moonlight, occasionally obscuring the, the gaze deep and contemplative, mirroring the endless sky clear as night. Her eyes, was a mesmerizing shade of gray, were reminiscent of a brewing storm, holding within them tales untold, secrets unearthed, and the quiet, unyielding strength of someone who had traversed through history's invisible tapestry. Her face carried calm inquisition, as though she were constantly absorbing and in touch with the world around her, piecing together puzzles that laid out by the universe. Her high cheekbones framed her gracefully, casting subtle shadows that seemed to dance with mis- with the mysteries that she knew. Dr. L was was standing about average height. Her statue was unimposing, yet her presence filled the space, like a dynamite in a crevice, vibrating with silent power of knowledge and understanding. Draped in practical clothing, worn and faded by the sun, and her hands though marked with the passage of time, were steady and sure, turning the pages of ancient tomes or tracing the crumbling tech with care. Her voice, when she chose to share her wisdom, was a symphony of sound, 
oscillating between the soft murmurings of a gentle breeze and the commanding tones of thunder rolling across the plains. Each word she uttered seemed to weave through the air, drawing those who would listen into the depths of her stories, both ancient and sacred, of myths and legends were born from the dawn of time. She was a siren. That was Dr. L. By her side was the unmistakable clank and whirl of machinery that hummed. It was Techie Tex O'Malley. Tex, with eyes shielded by goggles, had hands that were forever smeared with ink from his work. One of the old guard, the intermittent period when tech leaves were being made. He was a generation four. He can manipulate those devices that time had forgotten, breathing life into the silent ghost of technology. Techie Tex O'Malley was a whirlwind of energy, intellect, and encapsulating in the frame that buzzed with ceaseless activity. With eyes shielded by goggles, lens tinted with straight and scratched from constant use, his gaze was perfectly alight with curiosity and the spark of innovation, always taking things apart and putting them back together. Underneath, his eyes were a vibrant shade of green, mirroring the circuit boards that he often tinkered with. His glow was an internal fire fueled by the thrill of discovery and understanding. His hair, a chaotic cascade of auburn curls, framing, her, framing his face with grease and ink. His skin was sun-kissed, bearing the tan of someone who spent hours in the open sky, testing gadgets and drones whirled and blinked into the expanses above. Texas hands were his primary tools, fingers nimble and stained with various materials that he worked with, calloused from the meticulous labor. He moved with a rhythm and precision that spoke of mastery and intimacy with the machinery and tech that surrounded him. His fingertips often danced over keyboards and wires, coaxing to life the, the metallic and silicone veins of his creations. Clothed in functional attire, Tex wore cargo pants with pockets, bulging with tiny tools and components and odds and ends. His shirt was usually a tank top. It bore streaks of spots of his trade. A utility belt hung low on his hips, laden with indispensable instruments of his craft. A lightweight, a lightweight jacket, sleeves rolled up, obviously, completed his ensemble, offering some kind of protections from the sparks flying from his activities at his workstation. Standing slightly shorter than average, Tex possessed a wiry strength. His muscles honed from lifting and manipulating the stubborn parts and pieces of his technological endeavors. He mo his movements were quick and assured, acquainted with the rhythm and pulse of the machines that were both his charges and his companions. His voice, when it broke the through the hum and whirl of the environment, was brisk and bright, often laden with technical jargon and a humor so dry as quick as the desert air. Each word he uttered bore the weight of his intellect and lightness of his spirit. Unlike Tex, quiet, unlike Tex, quietly with steps that whispered through the night, Raven, Ray, moved. He, she was the healer. She observed and shifted, then swayed the wasteland's twisted life. She safeguarded their health with an amalgamation of ancient wisdom and the whispering secrets of the mutated flora around. Raven Ray possessed a quiet beauty, reflective and delicate balance of the world she navigated with such care. With a complex and reminiscent of a porcelain statue, her skin bore the sight of a natural, natural tan kissed by the sun, yet also bearing translucence of the moon. Her eyes were her most standout feature, large, 
almond-shaped, possessing the mysterious shade of violet that seemed to shift subtly under different lights. Her hair was a flowing canvas of midnight, straight and silken, cascading down her back. At times, they would gather into a simple loose bun, or stray ten and stray tendrils framing her face whispered the secrets with a gentle breeze. These inky strands were always impeccably soft. They played around in accentuating her serene and contemplative expression that she often wore. Ray was of average height, yet her posture and the way she moved was undeniable presence. She possessed a slender frame, muscles toned from years of trekking through the unforgiving terrain, offering healing where it was needed most. Each step she took was calculated, a dance between grace and purpose, as if she were treading lightly to avoid disturbing the spirits that resided beneath the soil. Her hands were the hands of a healer, gentle, smooth, with long, nimble fingers accustomed to mixing herbs and applying, applying materials and maneuvering acupuncture needles. They bore the faint scent of medicinal plants and earth, comforting. The grounding aroma that accompanied her wherever she went. She was dressed in garments that whispered with her movements. Ray wore layers of lightweight, breathable fabric and earthy tones. Her clothes were practical, yet there was an undeniable elegance to the simplicity of her attire. The drapes and folds mirroring the landscape that she called home. Around her neck, a small, unassuming pendant rested, a silver chain holding a tiny cube to be a blend of a sacred, sacred sands and herbs. This was a token from a sponsor, a symbol of protection and connection with the earth that lay close to her heart, pulsating with, gently with the rhythm of life flowing through her veins. Her voice, when she spoke, was a melody of a tranquil stream, soft and soothing, bearing the weight of wisdom, lightness, and compassion. Words flowed from her lips with care and consideration, each one gentle caress, a balm to a wounded soul, weaving tales of healing and hope under the watchful gaze of the moonlit of the moonlit night, watching from the shadows, her eyes ever vigilant. Was watching and then watching from the shadows with eyes ever vigilant was her companion, Dex Shadow Rodriguez, Shadow for short. He was a silent guardian. His presence was elusive, fleeting wind, securing the path, eyes and ears attuned to the heartbeat of the wasteland. De Dex Shadow Rodriguez possessed a physical ability that mirrored the quiet stealth grace of a nocturnal predator, moving slightly through the night, with ever-watchful alert. With complexion of, a, of bronze, his skin bore the tales of countless sunsets and sunrises observed from the shadows, blending seamlessly with the dusk landscapes of the wasteland. His eyes were deep-set and intensely observant, were a dark shade of brown, almost black, absorbing the light and reflecting back very little, much like the stealthy person, persona he embraced. Those eyes missed nothing, taking the minutest detail of the environment, always calculating, always vigilant. Shadow was tall, with a lean frame, sculpted by the demands of life, lived on the edge of visibility. His movements were fluid and controlled. His hands were strong and his hands were strong and skilled at the art of defense and survival, bearing the calluses and scars from earned close encounters with danger. His hair was black, short, and cropped to his scalp. A practical choice, reduced the need for maintenance and offered no advantage to an opponent in close combat. The faint shadow of a beard hung on the contours of his jawline, 
providing a rugged contrast to his sharp, angular features. Dressed in attire designed for stealth and efficiency, Shadow wore clothing in shades of black and gray, with lightweight armor vest offering protection without sacrificing mobility. The fabric, though the resident, though resilient, was designed to minimize the silhouette and mute any sounds generated through movement. His boots that he wore were dependable. They bore the dust and grime of the wasteland, providing a steady grip on the unpredictable terrain. Around his waist was a utility belt with tools and weapons, each selected for their reliability in his trade. Shadow's voice, seldom heard, but always significant, was low. It was measured baritone, delivering words with precision and gravity. Each syllable weighed a considerable before it was spoken, mirroring the careful, deliberate approach he applied to every aspect of his existence. His persistence in the air seemed to hum with potential, with the quiet, restrained power of the shadows from which he emerged, moving silently towards the objective only known to him and the stars above. Beside him, walking with the weight of years and wisdom, was old was Sage, Old Man Winter. Old Man Winter's voice was rustling with the pages of an old book, communicating with the land and scattered souls that inhabited it, deciphering tongues and tales of the world. Old Man Winter carried an aura of timelessness. His features were etched with wisdom and stories amassed through years of wandering through the tapestry of life. Weather, like weathered leather, his skin bore the marks and creases of time, each line a chapter, a tale that whispered through the histories. His eyes were deep-set and captivating. They were clear, a pale blue, reminiscent, reminiscent of the winter skies from which he had journeyed from so long ago. They sparked with the light of knowledge, bearing the gaze that seemed to peer right through the essence of things, understanding and accepting the ebb and, plo- ebb and flow of the world around him. With hair that was thin and fine, spun a silver, crowned his head like a halo of frost, flowing gently down his shoulders, gently down to his shoulders in waves that mirrored the rolling hills that he traversed, a beard equally white and well tendered, his frame, his face, leading to an experience, leading to an appearance that was both scholarly and mystical. His statue or his stature was not imposing but sturdy bearing the signs of the years, but also quiet, enduring strength of the mountains. Broad shoulders, straightened back, sage moved with the liberation and grace that spoke of a life of harmony and nature with the universe. Old Man Winter's garments bore in muted colors of winter. His attire was practical and worn, each piece bearing the stains of repairs that spoke of countless adventures and encounters. His boots, sturdy and reliable, whispered through the grasses that he walked, carrying him steadfast over whatever terrain lay ahead. His hands, large and capable, bore calluses and scars of the work in battle, yet when they moved, there was a gentleness and precision that, that was rough in the appearance. Whether it was uh, wielding a weapon or caressing the pages of books, or ancient technology, or another AI. These hands moved with certainty and care. Each motion was a dance of purpose and intention. Old Man Winter's voice was deep and and renaissance, a sound that seemed to echo through the valleys over the peaks of the landscapes that he described. Each war he bore the weight of experience and gentleness of understanding, weaving a sonic tapestry that drew who listened in further. When he spoke, 
It was as though the very air paused to listen to his words, uh, gently to the ears that gathered around, like leaves that were carried beneath the wind. As dawn cast its first uh, hastened glow over the horizon, they found, uh, like our heroes, found themselves surrounded in the enclave, a bubble of life amidst the desolation. Under the gaze of the morning light, Leela, Sunshine, and Jenny, the trio, were uh, like out of time. Rex deciphered the Rex deciphered the symbols, and with each clue was entwined with celestial events from the box. These were remnants of a civilization advanced, whispering the secrets through the cosmos itself. As the celestial alignments cast their harmonious glow, a secret passage within ancient, the, the sacred grounds unveiled itself, and with anticipation cloaking their hearts, Rex and his companions stepped through and bathed in the, in the sanctuary of light, whispering tales of the cosmos that brought them here. In a muted glow of this, they stepped, the mystery of the ancient colder. Cowboy, Cowboy Rex had tipped low, he is on a quest for the legendary mystery box, guarded by an entity only known by whispering tales as the colossal crimson flower petals from the fabric of the universe itself, glowing with both enticing and foreboding. As he approaches, as he approached with unseen energy, without hesitation, Rex seemed to reach out, triggering a flash of blinding radiant light that that bathed this uh, area in bright light. Jenny's mystery box was glowing. When I, when his eyes looked down, he couldn't find. Like he looked down, he found his hand. He found his hand smeared with a red substance, staring and vivid. The ca the cavern, once alive with whispers, had fallen silent. Its guardian flower was now a husk of gray withered gray withered petals. With a jolt of understanding and the faintest trace of amusement twinkling in his eye, Rex. The red Rex realized the red lifeblood and essence of the mystical flower. It was the nectar of hums and wisdom of the secrets of the universe. A smile tugs at the corner of his mouth as he saw Jenny and Leela looking up, breaking the tension from his rugged face. With a voice that was both steady and with a relief, he announced it. It's okay. It's not my blood. With those words hanging in silence uh, of the crevice, he stepped back, and the world outside under the sky, painted with the endless possibilities of night, soon to be dawn, were continuing his dance with destiny. His eyes were hard and determined, sparked with, sparked with the flame of, of resistance, locked onto Cowboy Rex with intensity that mirrored the battle, side, the battle of wills. Jenny stared at him. Jenny had Jenny's hands gripped the mystery box's chain. An appearance uh, that was reminiscent of a morning star, yet distinctly unique. The mystery box started to swing rhythmically in her hands, its edges casting light and flashes that mirrored the anticipation flickering in the air. She was ready. She was steadied for a conf confrontation looming on the horizon. No one knew exactly what the mystery box contained. It was a re it was a relic of the world swallowed by the sands of times, and it secretly guarded by steels and bolts holding its form together. Yet its presence in Jenny's hands was untold power, and a silent promise of protection and strength to whoever wielded it. In the right hands, it was a formidable weapon from a sponsor, a guardian of the fragile balance teetering on the edges of the abyss. 
Jenny had prepared for this moment, training under the cloak at night, swinging the mystery box through the air, cutting whispers and secrets of the wasteland with precision. She had learned its weight and balance and mastered the art of wielding it with grace and ferocity. Believed, of it, believed in the origins of it, and it had become an extension of her, a partner in the dance of survival, the, un, the unfolding of the wonders and watchful gaze of the moon and stars. Rex and his group to still took another step, Jenny's muscle tense, her stance shifting subtly to accommodate the weight of the mystery box. She was ready, a silent sentinel waiting for the charge. The first notes of the symphony of the battle humming through the air. The stirring of dust awakened the spirit slumbering beneath the surface. The air cracked with tension. The silent language of the warriors and defenders of whispering winds. Jenny swung the mystery box. This moment was building with each the moment the momentum was building with each pass. Everyone could sense it. The invisible thread of fate and destiny was weaving here in the atmosphere pulling them forward into the eye of the brewing storm. With a final decisive swing, Jenny locked eyes with Rex. A silent challenge issued and accepted. The dance had begun. The crew, Dr. L, Shadow, Tex, looked over, looked over to see Gorz's army of vehicles approaching rapidly from the distance. Damn it, they're faster than usual, Rex grumbled. But boss, you killed someone just a few minutes ago. No wonder why they're speeding to us. Tex mumbled underneath his breath. Dex snapped back through his clenched teeth. The last guy was was trying to hurry me along too. Tex raised his hand defensively as if to say, "Don't shoot. Don't shoot." <sighs> Maybe this isn't the best of circumstances, Ref coincided, turning his attention back to Jenny. Leela and Sunshine were as far behind Jenny as possible, keeping a safe distance. With a stern expression, Rest laid out stark options. Look, you can either act like a slave and make it believable, or you can try to face them alone. His voice trailed off as he cocked his futuristic gun. The implied threat hanging in the air. Jenny weighed her options quickly, her eyes flickering between the approaching army and Rex's stern face. The morning star in her hand felt heavy, burdened by the impending decision. But with a deep breath, Jenny done things her own way. She straightened her back, resolve hardening her eyes. I won't be anyone's slave, she declared quietly, a voice steady despite the danger. Rex studied her face for a tense moment before nodding, acknowledging her bravely. Then you fight, he affirmed. The crew was stunned. Eyes flickering to the horizon as Gorz's army roared, roared closer. The air and ground cracked with tension as the crew braced themselves, preparing for the onslaught that would surely come. Today, they would face the approaching danger, united by the united by resolve stronger than fear. We, we, we never have won. We've never fought this many before. Doctor L calculated, with Jenny's declaration still hanging in the air. Jenny gripped the morning star mystery box tighter. Its uneven weight became comforting presence, swinging in her palm. Beside, like near her, Rex raised his futuristic gun. Its sleek surface seemed to like reflect the omnicity of the relentless sun. In the distance, the vanguard of Gorza's army began to materialize. Intimidating army of armored vehicles, battle-hardened soldiers, and drones. 
dust clouds swirled upwards, shouting the approaching menacing cloak of grit and anticipation. Stick together, Rex barked, darting eyes between his crew and the encroaching enemy. And protect each other's back. Shadow and Shadow, the silent member of the crew, melted into the shadows, his presence barely perceptible, yet undoubtedly, probably lethal. Ah, he does that time to time, Rex said nonchalantly. Leela and Sunshine looked at each other, but huddled closer to Jenny. Neither knew what to do. They didn't want to transform into their forms without Jenny's permission, because they felt restrained. Like, let's see what Jenny does. She can. She hasn't told us she needed help. This was probably a test. And they were slightly interested to see what she was capable of. Their expression was both a mixture of fear and determination. As the gap between the two groups narrowed, time seemed to slow, stretching each second into eternity, waiting and watching. The clash was brutal and swift. The dance of steel, gunfire, lasers, and screams, and mechanical whirls. Through the chaos, Jenny stood tall, and the embodiment of strength and agility. Her physique was sculpted through the years of arduous struggle, the constant battle, living as a, as a living testament to her resilience and her unyielding experience. Her muscles were lean and defined. Each movement was a symphony of power and grace, a dance forged in the crucible of combat. Her eyes were sharp and focused, darted across the battlefield with a predator's calculation, missing nothing. They were the color of lava red, deep and tumultuous, the mirror, mirroring the fierce determination and unquenchable fire burning within her soul. For her lost friend Vanessa. When she moved, it was with confidence and precision of the seasoned warrior. Her steps and her sure posture was unbreakable. It was like Rex and his crew were moving in slow motion. In her hands, the mystery box Morningstar was not just a weapon. It was an extension of her will. The chains, uniquely designed to be retractable or elastic as, as needed, offered versatility in battle that was unparalleled. With a flick of her wrist, the chain would stretch, allowing her to reach enemies from a distance, like a spiked cube at the end of it crashing with thunderous impact, and then pull, swift pull. The chain would, re the chain would retract, bringing the weapon back, to back near her hand with seamless ease. This dynamic range allowed Jenny to control the battlefield, keeping foes at bay while attacking with devastating accuracy. Each swing was calculated. Each strike was lethal. The morning star danced through the air like a deadly comet, guided by her hand. Today was Judgment Day. Her control of the mystery box was almost mystical, as if the chain responded to her thoughts, extending and retracting with fluidity and the speed that left enemies disoriented and vulnerable. Rex, Dr. L, Ray, Tex, and Shadow all stood in awe. It was a dance of death and destruction. This was a force of nature. This was a ballad of power and precision that left no room for air. Jenny's face, though marked by the lines of hardship and the shadows of past battles, was strikingly beautiful and stern determination. Her jaw was set. Her expression was focused. The silent vow etched into her features, promising she would never back down and never yield. 
As she swung the mystery box, the sun glinted from the metal spikes, casting fleeting shadows that and highlights across the determined, determined area. In a moment, Jenny was not just a warrior, but a symbol, a beacon of hope and defiance against the encroaching darkness. Standing and unyielding as the battle raged around her, with grim determination, each strike of the mystery box finding its mark with lethal precision. Around her, the crew stood frozen, and yet not being harmed in the middle of combat. Jenny's movements honed by years of survival in the harsh, unforgiving world. Jenny was pushing back against the tide of enemies with renewed vigor, and slowly and almost imperceptibly, the moment began to shift in her favor. The battle was far from over. Gorza's armies were relentless with grim determination in their eyes. As Jenny wielded her morning star with deadly precision, a pop! A sudden, sharp pain pierced her side. She glanced down in disbelief, etched across her features, to find a searing wound, inflicted not by an enemy, but from behind, by Rex's futuristic gun. Rex, observing the unfolding spectacle from the corner of his eye, had calculated coldly. If Jenny, with her overpowering might and skill, swiftly concluded the battle against Gorza, it would undermine, Gor it would undermine Rex's dominance and control over the crew. Such a power shift was intolerable to Rex, a man whose authority was cemented through fear and questioned leadership. The laser had been discharged subtly, amassed by the uproar and clamor of the, skirm of the skirmish, making it nearly impossible for others to disconcern from foe from friend at the moment. Rex's shot was precise, aimed not to kill, but to inca incapacitate, to slow Jenny down, sabotaging her efforts just enough to ensure the battle would not conclude too swiftly without help in her favor. Staggering slightly, Jenny clenched her teeth against the pain, eyes flickering with a mix of hurt and understanding as they locked with Rex. I know it was you. Thrin in the gaze, she wasn't just cunning desperation clinging to power, but it was also deep-seated fear of being rendered ir irrelevant, yet losing his hold over his crew that he's always commanded. But yet, in this moment, there was no time for confrontation, no time for accusation against the melee. Jenny, despite the bur burning agony on her side, tightened her grip on the mystery box, resolved stealing her features. She would fight, not for Rex or for dominance, but for the lives of Leela and Sunshine, and even the cowards, the, the cowards of his crew, and for the fragile spark of hope igniting with them all. For even the wounded, and for even being wounded and betrayed, Jenny was a force to be reckoned with, and she would not easily be defeated. Not by Gorza, and certainly not by Rex. With a roar, she leaped back into the fray, the Morningstar mystery box swinging, each strike more powerful and more deadly. This, symphony, this was a symphony of pain and defiance, echoing across the battlefield like a call of an undying resistance. The horizon stained with blood and smoke seemed to promise nothing but more bloodshed. And there, Jenny was smiling as she swung again. So, dear reader, you see it's not Lily or Vanessa's fault, because Jenny broke the mystery box. So, some of the events you're about to read didn't even exist, because Jenny broke the mystery box. And sometimes the history that happened did, but other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. The truth is in your imagination. This is what really happened. Camilla seemed to hold her breath, because Jenny broke the mystery box. And we all saw what happened. But when you tell this story, dear reader, 
Will you tell it as it happened, or you succumb to the shadows of uncertainty? The choice is yours. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, we're doing all we can to give you the best quality episodes. A huge shout out to Amber, to Toby, to Chris, to Bree, to, to Jeff, to Terrence, to Toby, uh, to Opie. Uh, I know I probably forgot a lot of people, but you guys all make this possible. And we'll see you next week, my friends. Stay frosty. <laughs>